0: Today on Abounding Grace.
1: Have you come to the realization yet what it means when you say I'm trying? Quote, unquote, I'm trying or I tried. Do you realize what you're saying? Oftentimes it does reflect a sincerity in your heart. It's not like you weren't trying. It's not like you didn't have a good motive. But often it reflects an unwillingness to just do it. It reflects an unwillingness just to make the decision, to follow through. You know, I'm trying, Ed. I'm trying. I'm trying really hard. Okay, I'm going to encourage you right now as your pastor, as your friend, as your fellow believer. Stop trying and just do it. Stop trying, church. Surrender to the Spirit. Let Him fill you afresh. This is amazing grace.
0: Hi there friend and welcome again to Abounding Grace. Pastor Ed Taylor will join us in just a moment. Maybe this sounds familiar. You've been trying to make progress in your spiritual life but not really getting anywhere. You're trying to defeat the flesh in your own strength and not successful in the least. Well, we'll learn today that the key is to walk in the spirit. You see, without the spirit of God, we can't do anything good. Turn, if you would, to Galatians 5, as Pastor Ed seeks to drive that home.
1: Turn over to Galatians, would you? Chapter 5. Without the Holy Spirit, we're not able to do anything. We're not able to make any spiritual decision apart from the Spirit of God. We need Him. As we walk through life, our means of progress is not measured in transportation terms, but in how we've been transformed not how far we've gone but how far God has changed us it's not how far we get but how much the spirit has brought about that image of Jesus Christ in our lives verse 16 Galatians chapter 5 I say then walk in the spirit that word walk you could circle it right next to it the manner of your life the progress of your life, the way you live your life, just the manner of your day. Whatever you have planned tomorrow, do it in the Spirit. It poses a big problem for those of you that have sin planned tomorrow. You can't really do that in the Spirit, can you? Well, you know, I think I'm going to go through with the divorce tomorrow. You can in the Spirit. You know, I think I'm going to lie to my boss. He's caught me, and I think I know I can get out of it. I think I'll lie. can't do that in the Spirit. I think I'll flip out. I've been waiting for a week to flip out. Tomorrow's my flip-out day. (laughs) You can't do that in the Spirit. It's a great way to live your life, by the way, in the Spirit. It'll prevent you from a lot of sin. It'll prevent you from making really bad decisions, yielding to the Spirit, allowing Him... See, when you walk in the Spirit, what's the promise? You shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. Your your flesh is going to lust for sin. The word lust simply means a deep, deep appetite. The connotation often is toward sexual sin, but it's not just toward sexual sin. It could be any deep appetite of any sinful behavior. You walk in the spirit, I walk in the spirit, we won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. For, or that word also can be translated because, the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another. So that you do not do the things that you wish. Have you ever wondered why you don't do the things that you wish? You've yielded to your flesh. Your flesh has won the battle in that episode. There's a big battle going on between the flesh and the spirit. That's why the disciples could say, Jesus, as he's looking at them, oh, you guys fell asleep, you know, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is so weak. Cave into the flesh. That's the testimony that often comes back when we separate a week of prayer and fasting. Day one, there's so much excitement, we can just, oh, it's awesome, you can't believe it. Day two, so much excitement. Day three, half the people aren't here, they're over at Wendy's. We're just going to, we're going to fast over here, Pastor. Watch you online. (laughs) Because your flesh is weak. And each time we do it, some of you that have had that, you guys laugh. You go to Wendy's on day three next time. (laughs) But after you get through that, you go, yeah, my flesh is so weak. The next time you make it to day four, don't you? You make it to day five. We had... In our last time of prayer and fasting we had a guy want to go through and do a whole month 30 days. It's what the Lord had done in his life. We didn't tell him to do that. But God told him to do that. Powerful. We belly ache over no pun intended. We belly ache over 5 days of fasting. But God has so much more for you. There's so much he wants to do in your life. How do you get there in the spirit? You don't get there in the flesh in lust we we arrive there in the spirit it's beautiful transformation walking in the spirit will defeat the flesh every time your self-will will will not defeat the flesh that little post-it note up on the mirror will not defeat the flesh Every human means that man can come up with to try to tame the flesh will not succeed. I'm afraid, though, that some of you don't believe me and you don't believe the word. Some of you don't believe that only the spirit of God working in and through you will defeat the flesh in your life. Some of you believe that your flesh is just hopeless. You'll never change It's the way you've always been. It's the way you'll always be. You are missing out on the power of the Holy Spirit. That's not true. I could point around the room starting at me saying, no, I'll give you example after example of changed people. People that I met here in this congregation that walked through those very doors so upside down that we're just looking, man, only God can change this. Yeah, they're in the right place. Yes. Only God can change this. Why would I even think that, that there's any other type of situation? Well, you know, God has to change the hard ones, but we pastors can work on the small ones. (laughs) God changes everybody. Small, medium, or large situation. It doesn't matter. And there you are. That's your testimony. God polishing you up as a trophy of grace. Here I Here, look. You, You got doubt. Look at that guy. He was jacked up. I changed him. He turned from his sin. He turned to me. Watch him. He can walk in the spirit. Watch, I'll show you. And you begin to get so encouraged. You start to hang around with people that are in the spirit. You start to walk in the spirit. You start to hang around with people that love Jesus. You start to love Jesus. You start to hang around with people that all they want to do is read the Bible. You're, either, you're going to start to want to read the Bible with them. You hang around with the wrong people evil company corrupts good habits you start to hang around with people that don't care about spiritual things you're going to stop caring about spiritual things the decisions made on a Wednesday of course not for you but maybe for those that are listening in or catching this some other time you make the decision there it is the moment of truth Four fifteen. what am I going to do I'm off in an hour and a half I, I got to make my decision am I going to go to church or am I going to and then the phone call comes and the, the person just say hey you want to go hang out yeah let's go hang out and you skip bible study completely oh that's not going to send you to hell but it's not going to draw you closer to jesus unless of course you redeem the time perhaps share the gospel with that person and god made a hookup and and as you're going out to dinner they just wanted to take you to dinner and they're going to feed you physically but you're going to feed them spiritually you got to have your spiritual eyes on the only way you can make those decisions is to walk in the spirit of all the opportunities and options we have on a Wednesday night, you know, watching reruns of whatever, it's just not going to build you up spiritually. You've seen it a thousand times. You know, it's a Brady Bunch. The football hits her nose. That's what happens. She <laughs> so cries. It gets big and purple and blames and Jan. You know what? You know what it is. You don't need to watch it. And like you, some of you are like, was that on tonight? You know? <laughs> hey walking in the spirit is going to help you defeat the flesh back in verse 13 it says for you brethren have been called to liberty this is galatians 5 you have been called to liberty or freedom only don't use your liberty as an opportunity for the flesh but through love serve one another you walk in the spirit, you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Back in verse 16, it says, you shall not. You see those words, shall not? You might want to circle them. It doesn't say should not. It doesn't say better not. It says shall not. It's a promise. This is your solution to get out of the flesh. It's a promise of great importance. If we're walking step by step in the spirit of God, we will not fulfill the lust of our fleshly desires. How do we walk in the Spirit? It's often the question. It's a matter of the will. It's a matter of the decision-making ability that God has given you. Hard to walk in the flesh when your Bible is open. It's hard to flail your hands. And get, you know, you have the Word and God in your hand and the Holy Spirit just taking the words, ministering. It's hard to be... You might even battle it. This is, you know, when we come to fellowship, there's a lot of spiritual warfare going on in your mind and your heart and just to get here. And then once you get here, your mind's want A lot of spiritual warfare, but you make it harder to walk in the flesh being here than you were somewhere else. If you stayed out into the car in the parking lot, say, I'm going to go in when I'm done with the flesh. We're not going to see you. You're going to stay in your car and then go home and be more mad than you were. You might as well just come in here in the flesh and let the Holy Spirit bust you. <laughs> Grab some stew downstairs in the cafe and just come in and be in the atmosphere of believers. Staying in your car is not going to work. That's human-centered. Obeying the Lord, walking in. It's very simple. It's not some mysterious thing, walking in the Spirit. It's not mysterious at all. It's the life of prayer. The early church taught us that. Would they continue steadfastly in the Apostles' doctrine? So you be in the Word, that's walking in the Spirit. In prayer, that's walking in the Spirit. In fellowship, and also in the breaking of bread. It's really hard to be in the flesh when you have the elements of Jesus' broken body and shed blood in your hand. It's very hard. As God begins to melt your heart, you remembering what Jesus did for you on the cross. It's very hard to be in the flesh. It's very hard to be in the flesh when you're crying out to God, praying for that person you're at odds with. When you start to pray for people you're at odds with, they don't change necessarily. But you know who does? You. Your heart starts to soften up. And you're not so bitter and angry anymore. (laughs) Why? Because you're in the spirit. He softens you up. To be caught up in the Lord, listening to Him, talking to Him, enjoying His presence, being careful what comes in the eye gate, what comes in the ear gate, being careful what you're meditating on, what you're thinking on, where you turn when you're troubled. What's your natural reaction when tough times come? Where do you run? Walking in the Spirit. That's the key. That's really the secret. Hanging out with Jesus. Walking in the power of His Spirit brings victory. Walking in the Spirit is not an option. It's a command. Walking in obedience to the Lord, no matter what that might be. Not worrying about the consequence. Simply obeying. If you're planning on doing something against the word right now, don't do it. Make the right decision. It doesn't doesn't even matter if you feel justified in your position. Don't do it. It doesn't even matter if you have convinced yourself that it is the right thing to do. Don't do it. It doesn't matter if you have rallied a team of people around you to say, you are making the best decision in the world against the word of God. Don't listen to them. Walk in the spirit. God will do wonders in your life. Surrender. You got to wave the white flag on that one. And surrender. Let go. Walk in the spirit. Looking at the power and the presence of Jesus through his spirit in Peter is inspiring. He heard the right thing. He said the right thing. He obeyed. Thousands respond to the gospel thousands thousands of people respond we often remember peter for his faults and failures i want to add to you don't remember just his faults and failures remember god's faithfulness through his life that god turned a guy around like this <laughs> he can turn you and me around this was the pattern of his life he had his episodes struggle like a normal human but the manner of his life completely changed he's the guy in acts chapter 4 that ended up saying you know what there's no other name under heaven by which anyone can be saved he's the one that stands before the religious rulers and says you know what i, I get what you're saying i know you don't want me to talk about jesus and I, but i'm gonna obey god rather than you do whatever you want with me you can't really hurt a dead man can you i am already died to Jesus. I'm alive in him. You can't do anything to me. I'm going to preach the gospel. Do whatever you want to do. He gets thrown in prison. God breaks him out. Twice. Faithful. Wonderful. Releasing him all over the place. We need to allow the Holy Spirit to change us from within rather than trying to change ourselves on the outside. It's a mistake that's made all the time. If I just stop this, then I can stop that. and I can get victory over that if I can just stop this. If you could just stop relying on your flesh, you could stop it all. can not you see the pattern by now? You try to stop, you fail, you beat yourself up. It takes you forever to get enough courage to try to stop again you try to stop again you fail you beat yourself up it takes you forever and ever to try to work it up again and i'll try again and you're on that cycle i try i fail i try i fail i feel horrible and all the while you can almost hear heaven saying the spirit is there to help you yield to him yield to the spirit of god jesus when he's teaching his disciples on what the kingdom looks like he tells them that you must be perfect as my father in heaven is perfect huh. can you if you were sitting there what would your response be that's impossible exactly that's exactly the life of kingdom living that jesus was aiming for yeah it's impossible now what are you going to do jesus just told you to do something impossible I'll tell you what you need to do. What I need to do is run to the one that told me to do something impossible because it's obviously not impossible for him. He's the one teaching me. I'm going to run to my teacher. And I've seen it all. I've seen people. I've seen ministries. I've even seen churches take this one verse and make it the goal for their entire lives. Okay, church, we are going to be the perfect, the perfect people. And you know what that creates, right? Right? Some of you come from an environment like that. It creates a very harsh legalistic church where nobody can do anything right because perfection is so far in the... They'll define what perfection is. This is how you dress when you're perfect. This is how long your dress should be, ladies. Perfect. Guys, you need to wear that collar with the buttons. That's perfect. Perfect. Make sure you got a nice tie, it's turned just the right way, that's perfect. You do this many things in the church, that's perfect. It's never perfect, is it? It never is. Do you really think God cares whether you wear a tie or not? When what's in your heart is what really needs his attention? You can get all dressed up and put the most beautiful tie on and your heart can still be far from God. Ladies, you can measure the, the dress to your ankle and have the right socks on. And then and there's, not, there's nothing showing anywhere, nothing. You've got a mask on and everything. And inside, you're so far from the Lord. Do you think God is like, wow, look at that get up, man. That, look at those guys. They're the best looking legalists in all the town. But their hearts are far from me. That's what Jesus told the Pharisees. That's exactly what he said. You guys got all the outward. You, you, you make the outward look so beautiful, but your hearts are far from me. How do you avoid that? You walk in the spirit. You get your direction from the spirit, yielded to the word of God. Gives you guidance and principles and even convictions. By the way, have you noticed yet what it means For you, just kind of absorb this for a second, would you? Have you come to the realization yet what it means when you say, I'm trying, quote, unquote. I'm trying, or I tried. Do you realize what you're saying? Oftentimes it does reflect a sincerity in your heart. It's not like you weren't trying. It's not like you didn't have a good motive. But often it reflects... An unwillingness to just do it. It reflects an unwillingness just to make the decision. To follow through. But you know, I'm trying, Ed. I'm trying. I'm trying really hard. Okay, I'm going to encourage you right now as your pastor, as your friend, as your fellow believer. Stop trying and just do it. Because there's so many other things in life you don't just try. Like, it's a big old stake in front of you with a, nice big baked potato steaming up sour cream i mean just and it's just sitting there and i'm like hey eat your dinner i'm trying
0: <laughs>
1: no way you're like i wouldn't serve you a steak you're not going to eat it Oh, will eat it before you do don't tell me you're trying get your fork out cut that baby up <laughs> you don't say that when you eat dinner i try and No, you eat dinner there's even some things that God has made in your body. Think about it. Involuntary. Can you imagine? Hey, you're not breathing. You know, it's like, no. Like, God made that automatic. And he's not taking any chances with you. You're going to breathe whether you like it or not. I love it when you laugh because then I could just take the truth and shove it right down into your heart. And the truth is this, stop trying, church. Surrender to the Spirit. Let Him fill you afresh. Begin to do the little things that are going to make you walk in the Spirit, not in the flesh. And you know those fleshly tendencies of yours.
0: Thanks for studying alongside of us on Abounding Grace with Pastor Ed Taylor. If you'd like to hear this message from 1 Corinthians again, go online at calvaryco.church. Another way to listen to Ed's teachings is through our app. Search for Calvary Aurora in the App Store or Google Play. It's free, too. We have picked out a wonderful book by Christopher Yuan this month. It's called Holy Sexuality and the Gospel. In it, he explores the concept of holy sexuality, both chastity, as you're single, and faithfulness in marriage. Whether you want to share God's truth with someone who struggles in this area or you're wrestling with questions yourself, order a copy of Holy Sexuality and the Gospel. We're making it available to those that support Abounding Grace with a gift of $25 or more. Give us a call at 877-30-GRACE. That number again, 877-30-GRACE. And please remember we are listener supported. Simply put, that means we look to our listeners to help us with the costs of being on the radio. Next time on Abounding Grace, Pastor Ed, you'll be talking about manifestations of the spirit, starting with the word of wisdom. Can you give our listeners an idea of the direction you'll be going in here in the near future? Larry,
1: that's a great question. I'm I'm really looking forward to going through these manifestations on Abounding Grace, because there is so much confusion, of, as I've already shared, about spiritual gifts, the manifestation of the Spirit, the presence, the power, the person of the Holy Spirit. And so when we get into the manifestations, we're, we're going to learn how the Holy Spirit works in conjunction with our spiritual gifts And we're going to be looking at the Word of Wisdom, the Word of Knowledge, and how God will come upon us and use us in very specific ways, in very specific moments, so that He gets all the glory, and we stand in awe of the very presence of the power of God's Spirit working through us. It's an amazing study, and I want you to stick with us. This this may be even a study you want to take notes, and you want to learn on what it means to operate within the manifestations of the Spirit. We have that
0: to look forward to in the days ahead. So have a Bible and notepad handy as you join us tomorrow right here on Abounding Grace with Pastor Ed Taylor. This is amazing grace.